0: Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Hello, gamer friends! What's going on? Um, I decided to skip recording on tuesday night on the way home uh so i could record when i got home on tuesday night i don't know what i was thinking i was thinking oh yeah i'll be in the mood to podcast when i get home just because i had caffeine and then i went to bed at 10 o'clock but anyway uh so we have played two games since last time i talked um and it all was kind of the same thing (laughs) so um we uh we started the the last battle of the, uh, campaign. And, uh, so far, um, we've made it through phase one with, uh, two more planned phases and, um, maybe a session or two afterwards. I don't know yet. Um, so I'm thinking each phase now will take, uh, hopefully one session. Uh, that puts us at two sessions out, um, and then an extra session for the ending, um... But I, it might take, it might take two sessions per phase. So I'm looking at maybe five or six sessions, which puts us uh, deep into November, almost December, I think, um, because we will we'll be skipping November 3rd because um, I'm running that Halloween game, and yeah, so that's two weeks. And then four weeks. Yeah, we'll be in December, probably, if this goes six more weeks, uh, which will be hard. Um, It will be just at the point, though, that um, games start to fall apart in the holidays. Um, Because they do. I mean, we're adults, and there's a possibility that because our gaming night is Wednesday, it's not going to affect things. Um, But realistically games always fall apart in the holidays. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm more expecting it and preparing for it. Um, so if we can get this campaign done by the end of the year, I will be super happy. That will leave us, um, hopefully, December to do one-shots, and I'm thinking January to do one-shots. So that'll be eight sessions of one-shots. Um, so I'll probably get four different games in there. Um, so I need to start looking at what I want to do. I think I want to do um, Night's Black Agents, Blades in the Dark... Um. Uh, the the uh, OSR intro game um, uh, Tomb of the Serpent King and um, I don't know, something else. Um, I, I kind of want to do something I haven't got to the table. Um, but I don't know I don't know what. I'll have to think about it. So I put my game pitches out to my players. Um, I'm still kind of revising and tweaking them. Um to me they all seem very similar um and if i read them from top down they can uh they get more specific um the first one is um like spelljammer basically my version of spell jammer the second one is uh island hopping and the third one is dungeon crawling so um Dungeon Crawling can be included in Island Hopping, which can be included in Spelljammer. So, I, I mean, I, I feel like I shouldn't give them a choice and say, we're going to play Spelljammer, let's, uh, let's pick where you want to start. <laughs> um, so far, the system that I want to use is Electric Bastion Land or Into the Odd, depending on which, um, which game we'll play. Um, if we're going to do the Spelljammer one, it's going to be Electric Bastion Land, Um, If we're going to do island hopping, it's probably going to be Into the Odd. Um, Just because there's a little distinction between the two on um, ERA, uh, from what I understand. Um, Into the Odd is more specifically um, industrial, and um, Electric Bastion Land is post-industrial. So, um, yeah, very... um, It's like beginning industrial for... uh, into the odd. It's pre-electricity and uh, Electric Bastion Land is post-electricity. Um, so I think that uh, that that differentiation will will um, be important, I guess. I don't know. I need to sit down and I need to read into the odd again and then I need to read um, Electric Bastion Land, at least the setting part of it again. Um, a lot of the setting I will not be using though because it's mostly going to be in the deep dark. Um, I still want to keep the the kind of themes of Electric Bastionland and Into the Odd, right? So, um, Electric Bastionland talks about the deep, dark um, Bastionland, which is the city, um, the 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 wilds. I don't remember what they're called, like um, the parts of the world that aren't in the city, and then the underground, which is um, different. It's alien. It's um, it's the mythic underground from uh, from stories. So, um, yeah, so hopefully um, we get this wrapped up by the end of the year, get um, four good one-shots in of different systems, um, and then I will settle on my uh, my game pitches uh, after that. Um, I'm also, I've got two other systems, two uh, OSR systems. Uh, Neoclassical Geek Revival um, by... Uh, I... Sworskowski, or something like that. I can't remember his name. He did a lot of Lamentation stuff, um, and I really like his Lamentation stuff. And um, he's had this system for a while, and I didn't really realize what it was. Um, I thought it was Neoclassical Greek Revival. So I was just like, oh, I'm not interested really in a Greek specific OSR game. But it turns out it is Geek. <laughs> and uh, he just did a Kickstarter recently, and. Um, He, uh, I I backed it, and uh, I've gotten the PDFs from it, so um, I'm reading them over. And then I also backed uh, Chromatic Dungeons, which is another OSR game. Um, And both of these feel more complex than BX, and I'm not sure if that's what I want. Um, So I may end up just using Swords and Wizardry, right? Um, I think that uh, for my one-shots... When I use when I run um, uh, Tomb of the Ser- Tomb of the Serpent King, I will probably use Swords and Wizardry Tree Light because that only goes up to level three. So um, I might just start them off at level three and say, "All right, here we go. Let's see how long you guys last and if you uh, understand." Um, Tomb of the Serpent King is I, I kind of want to run it um, with the um, the, uh, tch, 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 tch. what's it called? Um, uh, the, the director's notes in there, uh, because the idea is, um, to, uh, teach, uh, new players to the OSR what the OSR is like. Oh, that reminds me, I need to put the OSR primer up too, because I want to make sure, um, if we are playing um an osr style game that um they understand a little more what that's about so i will have to put that up too um that's a short read though i i I think um i want to say it's like oh man i hope it's not eight pages that's a lot to read i want to find like a good oh i think it's shorter um but i want to find a good like five paragraph osr primer maybe i'll um if it's too long, I'll just rewrite it myself and try to get everything in there. Um, let's see here. So, yeah. So, um, for Blood Wars of Sanguera, they rolled up into Avernus, um, split the uh, split the forces, and uh, climbed a mountain to um, meet their enemy, Gazra. Um, I am super distracted right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've got a hundred things going on in my mind and uh, apparently podcasting is not one of them. Uh, but anyway, we shall press on. I will um, wipe the other things from my mind and continue. Um, so they um, they rolled up to meet Gazra and I believe that's where we ended on last session. Um, he pulled up this um, this cloak of darkness around them and uh, they were sucked into an ethereal demi-plane created by these horsemen. Uh, So, the first round of combat, um, many beans from Bag of Beans were thrown. And this was a mistake. This, I feel like... uh, Well, first of all, I didn't know exactly what Bag of Beans did, right? It did... It did more things that are better out-of-combat things, right? Which is why you have to plant them and water them, and then they grow. Um, I said they could, like, set them up in pots and then throw them down and then, boom, they would they would work or whatever. So what we got was three treants that turned out to be evil, two mummy lords, which were supposed to come with pyramids, um, a bunch of frogs that, if you touch them, turned into a different creature. Um, And I don't know, some random ass stuff. So it complicated the battlefield. It um, made a bunch of enemies and it wasn't what the player was expecting. So I think my mistake here was just saying, yeah, 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 you can do that. And not understanding what it was. Also not understanding the player's intent. So what I should have done was um, talk to the player more about it. Said, okay, so what is your intent with this? Like I just assumed he was like, I want to burn a bunch of magic items because I gave him, like, basically one to three of everything from the Dungeon Master's Guide um, in Aserax, not and in uh, Vecna's Tower. Um, the, uh, module said that you're going to take it away afterwards, but I was like, screw it. Let's let them have it. You know, see. And at the campaign, they're level 20, not level 12 or 13 or whatever the, uh, module's written for. So I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's let them have it. And, um, so they got them, they got all this stuff and, uh, the player was very enthused about going through it and very excited, um, on using these, um, this array of magic items right I mean who wouldn't be it's, it's a freaking toy box um, so I should have read the magic item better um, I should have asked the player his intent and then I should have told the player what I deemed was going to happen deemed was going to happen um, because I did none of that the player was very disappointed with what happened the party was very disappointed in what happened, and the whole thing kind of fell flat and just made things worse for them. Um, the player felt very bad. We were giving him grief um, the whole night. Um, we, uh, when the player, you know, let us know we, he felt bad. We we definitely like told him, well, you know, it's not our intent to make you feel bad. It's just a game. We don't care that much. Um, we're just giving you shit. Um, so I think that that got smoothed over um, and yeah it, it it made the battle more hectic and it um, I think it drug it along because I wasn't expecting to drop a bunch of monsters in so I had to um, grab the monsters put them in, set them up and, uh, drop them in, figure out what their abilities were, which it's, it's really pretty easy on Foundry, um, because I can just, like, click buttons and stuff and let it go, and I can read along with the players, oh, he's going to attack, he's got a multi-attack, like the mummy has multi-attack that does a fear effect that may paralyze you, and a, um, uh, a disease hit. So I just click multi-attack, it spits most of those out into the, um, chat and I can just read along with the players what's going on so um, second session uh, between sessions I let them know that um, they wouldn't have to fight everything that they can just kill the riders and then they would be out of there Uh, I felt like that was a good compromise um, considering that they blew blew through a lot of resources in the beginning of this combat and that was not my intention Uh, this combat was supposed to be pretty straightforward and not tax their resources too much. Uh, but it ended up doing so. I gave them all to inspiration. I don't think anybody walked out of there with inspiration. Um, if so, there was only like two or maybe four points out of 12 left. Um, so uh, this session, they kind of focus fired on the riders and, um, and and kind of what was around them, what they needed to hit, uh, took the riders out and then boom, got back, Onto, into Avernus on um, the battlefield so that was about 10 o'clock and we decided that starting the new next battle would not be a good idea um, so we kind of like went over how it would work in depth and basically they've got these um, these companies these uh, approximately 200 troops actually some of them are a lot less like 10 to 200 troops depending on the size and um, what they're, if they're in a vessel or not uh, and each of them um, has an amount of uh, charges that they can be used. So, like, there is a um, uh, clay soldiers, right? Terracotta soldiers, and they are um, they have two charges, and any of these companies can be um, basically uh, take an attack for you. So, if um, Gazra does like. Uh, fireball, and you're taking 90 damage, which is incredible for a fireball, but whatever, this is just an example. Then you can take one of these um, terracotta soldiers who has two charges, put them in front of you, and say, okay, this guy's gonna absorb damage for me. Then what's gonna happen? They're gonna remove a charge, and they're gonna have one charge left. When they have zero charges left, that company is destroyed. So, in addition to terracotta soldiers, they have, um, Friends that are fighting with them, celestial friends they've made, um, armies they've bargained for, um, and other friends they've made along the way. Uh NPCs that they created. So they all have different amounts of charges depending on kind of their size, right? It ranges from four for giants, three for um larger troops and uh ships. And then uh, two for kind of general infantry. Infantry. Um, then some of them have special abilities. Some of them have um, an absorption that they can absorb for free. Um, like uh, they have water genasi that can absorb cold for free. They have um, uh, fire abishai that can absorb fire attacks for free. And they have uh, undead that can absorb necrotic attacks for free um also some of these uh who are more maneuverable or farther out of the way like they have uh frost giant um artillery that can um that for 30 percent of the time will not use a charge up right because they will distract whoever that is attacking them go them into attacking them and then they're so far away that the the miss is more likely is how i rationalize it right Um, Same with the ships. The ships can kind of swoop in and distract. And because they're a flying vessel going so fast, they have less of a chance to use a charge. Um, To use one of these things, it takes a reaction. So they are a limited resource. um, In addition to their already limited number of charges. Um, And uh, they, they have... I I don't think that they will all be used up. Um, It is possible that they will get to a point where they're going to have to make a tough choice and kill off one of their friends. Um, But it it may not come to that. Um, I'm looking at 15 rounds probably for this fight. Um, They are pretty souped up. And um, I'm basically running Gazra as a mythical creature, so his hit points have to be knocked down twice. Um, if he is not hit with, um, the sword that they created, like, 40 sessions ago, I don't even know how long it has been, like, 30 or 40 sessions ago, um, then, uh, he is invincible. So, the way it's gonna work, they're gonna have to hit him with the sword, and then, um, for that round, he will be, uh, not vulnerable in a, in a 5th edition terms, but he will be, um... Available to be attacked. He will not be invulnerable to attacks. That's a good way of saying. Um, otherwise, he is invulnerable to attacks because of the shield he has. Now, once they knock this shield completely down, the sword doesn't ma- isn't as relevant anymore, um, and then they can just go straight for hit points on him. Um, once he is down to zero, then they will have to um, take the sword and uh, strike him down with it. Which will give him a, uh, a moment to monologue, I told them. That is, that is non-negotiable. <laughs> um, so I, I'm really looking forward to this fight. Um, it's very exciting. It feels... The way I've set it up feels very climactic. Um, it has a couple bells of wh- whistles, a couple of unique things. Um, and it's got a lot of surprises for the players. So I'm really excited to get into this. Uh, like I said, about 15 rounds... So I'm hoping it won't push past three sessions. Really hoping it won't push past three sessions. Um, I want it to be two sessions, but I think that's unrealistic. Uh, we'll find out, though. We will find out. And, uh, yeah, that was basically the last two sessions uh, was one battle. Um, the There are more creatures. There's about the same amount of creatures in this no, there's less creatures in this battle than in the previous one um, and a lot of them are identical um, it's basically Gazra and 10 Bone Devils, not Bone Devils uh, Horn Devils so um, it's it's going to be a lot easier for me I'm more prepared for it and uh, as long as I keep all my shit we'll move pretty fast because um, I know what I'm doing pretty much Um, oh you know what I do need to go through Gosra's abilities and kind of sketch out how he's going to use them Um, and then we need to start uh, determining what's going on with the armies I forgot to mention that uh, to them last night Um, actually I decided not to mention it because I haven't really figured out how it's going to work I think we'll just do kind of like a roll off you know Um, who's winning battle, you know, and, uh, kind of knock an army down. I don't know. I, I, really don't know how to like take these armies out because, uh, the, the, the uh, battalions are, are relevant to the, the players. Um, but, uh, I need a way to put them in peril. So I think, Maybe every two rounds we'll roll a d20 and one of them dies, I think. That might be the the easiest way to do it. Just a simple kind of randomness. That way the longer the battle goes on, the more likely that um, their friends are going to die. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let's keep it simple, I think. That should be the best way to do it. All right, well, I will talk to you next week, and um, hey, maybe if I'm good about it, I will record in my studio. If not, you'll hear more background noise from my car. All right, guys, see you next week. Want to start editing your audio and video but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, You can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multitrack editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Uh, affiliate link in the description below. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at Slackernerds.com. Wanna reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockentreesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at SlackerNerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out, it's great for me. Thanks for listening!